Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, sometimes if a child is going through a challenging time, they can find it difficult to verbalize how or why they're feeling the way they do. And often they can withdraw further if verbal communication is forced on them too much. This is where play therapy can help. It's a way of helping children cope with their distress and make sense of their lives using play and creative arts. Now, my next guest set up Tower Creative Arts and Play in Eastmead just last year. She's over 20 years experience in creative arts design, group facilitation, early childhood development and special needs education and she decided to pursue play therapy as a way of connecting with children and helping them overcome challenges in their lives and she's now a registered play therapist with Play Therapy Ireland. I'm delighted to be joined by Cathy Hennessy. How are you doing Cathy? How are you doing today? Great to have you. Now your background was very much in art and graphic design. You worked at this for many many years before moving into early childhood education and Montessori. Have you always wanted to work with kids? Um, yeah, well, I always had an interest um, in group facilitation with art, and I really enjoyed running art groups. So I suppose from my early career, I could see the benefit of using creative arts with young children. And, you know, you then were introduced to the concept of play therapy. When did you decide to study this and how did you learn about play therapy? Um, well, initially, um when I had my own children, I decided that I wanted to have a career change because I was working very long hours um, in the graphic design. So um, I went back to study early education and special needs education. And my initial idea on it was to set up a sort of Steiner school, mm-hmm. um, which is out- outdoor play and engaging with the senses. Um, and shortly after that, the etch scheme came in. Um, HICWA took over and changed that quite considerably. Um, so during that time, um, I was invited to go to Pune out in India and draw oh, wow. some murals. Yeah, it was a fantastic experience. And we went around and we visited some orphanages and outreach centres out there. And um, I had the pleasure of meeting this lovely doctor, um, Dr. Mira Oki. And she is a, a doctor of play therapy. And um, we had the opportunity to spend quite a bit of time together during that week. And um, needless to say, it was life changing because it was like all the dots were connecting that um, everything I'd studied so far and come to date, this was the next natural step was play therapy. So that was in November. And then in December, um, I started training with the Academy of Play and um, Child Psychotherapy. Um, and that I got the um, the qualification to work therapeutically um, with children from uh, NUI Galway. Okay. And then after that, then I went up to... Um, to the north and I trained um, with Leeds Beckett and became a fully qualified play therapist. 
Okay, so you've gone from India to the UK. You've 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 covered it all. And you know what exactly then is play therapy? Because I was very much introduced to this concept of of play therapy from stumbling across your Twitter account last week. So tell me, tell me what exactly is this? How does it work? So it's a controlled environment. It's not like we just meet up with a child and play. Um, There's a prepared space um, and this is an individual play therapy, not to be confused with other services Mm -hmm. that might involve groups. So in individual therapy, a child will be brought to a prepared room and they have the choice then to choose from various different materials that they'd use to express themselves. So they can choose uh, sound therapy, art therapy, clay therapy, working through puppets um, and a variety of other toolkits that you'd associate with with toys and play and uh, it's very much a child-led therapy very gentle and we always go with the child's pace and the child has the opportunity to communicate um, their worries or their concerns in a way that they wouldn't be able to through um, traditional talking therapy or indeed they mightn't even know what, what the issue is. Yes, is right, and they would—they're not—they don't have the language to, to verbalise it. So, in in what scenarios then might a child be referred to you for play therapy? I know you work an awful lot as well with kids with special needs too, don't you? Yes. Yeah, so, um, there's um, there's quite a, a broad range of referrals that we would get, um, and that can range from children who have difficulties, um, or it could also be trauma related or to do with um, changes in circumstances such as divorce or separation, and it's really anything that is a, um, a difficult time for the child. Uh, play therapy can help. Um, and um, really, we, we, we certainly we have just too many issues to actually list that we would yeah. get referrals. But um, certainly, um, we, we would deal a lot with them at the moment with anxiety, um, school refusal, and that would be for children mainstream or children with additional needs, because anxiety levels seem to be through the roof right now, and mm. um, even before the the criteria, environmental anxiety is um, is huge. Yes, about climate change and this kind of thing because they're hearing this on the news all the time. I've heard other therapists like yourself actually talking about this as well. So, you know, are you seeing children then from a very young age? I think you start off at three, is it? Yes, it will be children um, that are three. And um, generally there's no there's no real upper age limit. Mm-hmm. Um, so when a child is referred, uh, regardless of what age they are, we would have to assess and see developmentally what age are they. So they could be an eight-year-old, but they could actually be presenting with um, emotional issues that you would see on par with a four-year-old. So we would have to actually go in at that level and work our way up. Because if we reach a child at age four, we have a better chance of bringing them up to age eight as okay. opposed to going above them. So we have to set a baseline and see where is that child at emotionally, socially. Um, and that's generally done over um, the first few weeks of meeting the child and, and parents. Um, and there will be a minimum of a 12-week contract um, j- just because um, with a child, they um, it, it's so difficult for them to, to, to get to know me, to get to know the space. Um, but generally, the play therapy would have an average of 20 sessions Okay. Although more complex situations, we, we could see children for up to two years. It depends right. on the referral reason. Okay, so it depends on their individual circumstances. So, you yeah. know, for something like this, say for, if, for example, if I'm a parent of a child that needs to go in for a play therapy session, what can I expect? What happens, I say, in the first session? So initially, we would invite you in for a consultation. Um, see, is play therapy for you? Is this something that you're going to commit to? Because it's very much um, a family therapy, even though we, we don't actually involve the parent a lot in the process. Mm-hmm. They certainly w- would need to make some changes at home and to be aware of certain things. So they need to know their commitment to the process. 
Um, and we need to inform them that, of course, there will be a change. There might be a shift in behaviour. Things may get worse, but stick to it. In, in the same way, things, things often get better. Things resolve uh, to their own baseline. But we need to be very much on um, on the same page as the parent and they need to be, be able to have that relationship with me that they can email and say, look, this happened, is this okay? So we have to build that rapport with the parent first because mm-hmm. obviously their child is their most important most important part of their world. Yeah. Um, uh, so we have to get um, really a good relationship going with them first. So if they decide that they want to proceed then with play therapy, then um, the child would come to me and, and sometimes the parent comes for the first session um, which can give me an insight into how the parent or carer is relating to the child and how the child is relating to the parent. But that's not always the case. Um, more often than not, the child will come on their own for the 12 sessions. And it's a 40-minute session. And um, luckily where I am right now, the parent is able to wait in a fantastic waiting area and have their own space and their own head time um, while their child is in the therapy room. Okay, so they go in and they, you know, you just encourage them to start playing and you don't necessarily talk to them. They just go over and they might pick up a doll or bricks and they might just start playing normally. And then you can learn from maybe what they're doing with the toys that what might be going on. Yes. Well, um, as you said before, it's an, it's really a non-talking therapy. Mm-hmm. So uh, older children might want to talk, but in general, um, children only talk for about 8% of the session time. Wow. So it really is through their actions. Um, and when they initially come to the therapy room or the playroom, as we call it, um, they're coming and, and they're, in, they're invited to come. And I always say you're very welcome to come and you can use whatever materials you want in whatever way you want. And I will only stop you if I think that you're going to break something or hurt yourself. And okay. um, that's the rule. So so there is limits on, like, I wouldn't allow them to pour a tub, tub of glitter over their heads. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, there, are, there are specific boundaries. So they are held in that space. Um, and that would be working non-directively, um, where a child would, 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 like you said, could pick up a doll or explore a few uh, toys. So you can imagine um, in a child's world, our, the adult world is very big. So it takes a few weeks for the child to actually calm down, you know, and mm. enjoy coming to the space and feel that their confidentiality is being maintained. Yeah, because this is a key thing as well. A lot of parents, I think, might be surprised by this. You don't necessarily divulge what all of what's going on to parents because you're still maintaining, like, the, the, the patient or the client or whatever is the child, not the parent. Isn't that it? Yes, yes. The client is always going to be the child. Um, so, um, and, and that's aside from whatever support the, the mom or the guardian would get or, or whoever's involved in them. The care, care, uh, caretaking of the child. So um, we have a contract of confidentiality, and at the outset, the parental meeting, the uh, uh, parent or guardian can decide: do they want to have the GP involved? Do they want to have social worker involved? And we create this circle of trust. Mm-hmm. So we can share information between each other. But what happens in the playroom with the child is 100% confidential. And the only time I would ever tell the parent what's happening is if I have a concern about their safety or if there was a disclosure made. And in Mm -hmm. that case, I'd have to go around to the appropriate channels. So um, the parents at the um, review meetings, I was looking for more feedback from the parents to see how their behaviours have changed at home. And if there was particular themes that I noticed the child working through, mm-hmm. I will be able to mention them, but it would be very, um, very broad. Yes. And even in terms of what the child produces, um, if they produce artwork or clay images, um, they're allowed to keep them in their box and they can decide 
do you want to destroy them? Do you want to take them home with you? Or do you want me to hold them for you? Okay, so they have that choice as well. Yeah. So if they do something that they feel they might. And it is, when you get into weeks and weeks of therapy, there can be pieces which are quite expressive. Mm-hmm. And you know how much that means to that child. So even though they don't have to explain to you, oh, Cathy, this really made me feel this way. You know that there's a huge piece of their heart in the piece. So if they decide, do you know what, Cathy, mm-hmm. you hold on to that. I know how important it is to keep that safe for them. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, it's it's fascinating. It really, really is. Now, I have seen and I've been chatting to a lot of parents, you know, about um their children at the moment, and you know, you definitely know that people that kids will bring things into play. You know, they're introducing sickness or COVID nineteen into games they're playing with toys. So, you know, no, you can't go near Teddy. He's in isolation. This kind of thing is that a normal reaction? I know a lot of parents are a bit worried about this. Yeah, well, the vast majority of life we, we sort of have no control over in general, but this is um exceptional time. So parents are seeing some strange behaviours, all right. And again, what you described there would be typically the child making sense of what's going on in the outside world. So there'd be two ways to approach that. And um, one would be, and, and you know, you mentioned before about um, things that the children might be worried about that they've, they, they've seen or heard about, like climate change. And, and this is exactly the same thing, which is, how much exposure is your child getting to this information mm. about this pandemic? Um, do you have the news on in the background? Even though you think your child isn't listening to it, they might be colouring a picture, they're still taking it in. Um, are you talking about it yourself? Or can they hear you having your worries? Because what we have to remember is that um, as parents and guardians, we're the pillars. We're the people that the children look to. So if they're seeing wobbles in us, um, yeah. then of course they're going to take it on board as well. Parents that, um, you know, they're not superhuman. Mm-hmm. We're doing what we can to get by. And um, that, you know, it, it, it's worthwhile linking in and seeing as parents, where are we at? Are we yeah. um, maintaining our own self-care? Because obviously what our, our behaviours are going to be reflected in children. This is the thing. Absolutely great advice. Now, I know prior to all of this, you were very much um, operating out of the Sensory Space, which is a fantastic organisation there in the old Glanbia in, in Drogheda. Isn't that right? That's right, yeah. And Sensory Space was set up by um, two local ladies, um, Agna Gusta and Yurgita Pa. Well, Yurgita's Bob Brigham, but we'll call her local. For yeah, the purpose okay, of the yeah show. absolutely. Keep her, keep her. Um, <laughs> so um, Yurgita's a psychologist and art therapist. And um, a lot of experience working with children and families. And Agna has a wealth of experience both in business and she's also the mother of a child with um, additional needs. So the, the two of them came together. It's actually a fantastic story. It's all online on our website. And um, they saw the need for having intervention, intervention services in the area um, that link to each other mm-hmm. and that can actually provide a space where parents feel welcomed and validated and heard. Um, so the, um, Agna would have had her own experience, um, which I'm sure she'd love to talk to you about, um, about the diagnostic process and what she went through. So she's very um, aware of um, how certain places can be unwelcoming or unfriendly. Yes. Um, also to have services linked. So there's also a speech and language therapist here as well. So, um, which is fantastic because we can um, we can make a plan then between play, speech, and language, um, possibly sense sensory integration as well. Um, and, and really have a, 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 a proper plan in place for each child. Um, so really the sensory space is um, it's a fabulous space. There's an amazing sensory room that um, they've invested quite a bit into it. And um, from a play therapist's point of view, I'm just delighted to be part of their team because 
when I have a child in my playroom, I know that their parent is sitting in the waiting room, they're having a coffee, they're minded. Yeah. You know, they're, 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 not, they're not sitting out in their car and they're not stressed or worried or watching their watch. And from the child's perspective, they know, oh, mom's just outside. Yeah, outside. and I've, I've seen the images online. It is absolutely a gorgeous, gorgeous space. Well, listen, Cathy, thank you so, so much for joining us and giving us an insight into play therapy. The best of luck. And I hope you're back soon in the, in the sensory space before long. Thank you very much. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.